Welcome to Movie and Beer, everybody. This is Dan bringing us down, and we have some wonderful friends and co-hosts with us that have been with us for a while now. But we watched a really interesting three-hour freaking movie and drank a bunch of IPAs, and we're going to talk about that here in a moment. But you know, let's let's introduce ourselves here. I'm Aaron. I'm your predatory feline expert. What? Dang it. I'm Blake. I'm your demigod in human form expert. There you go. And I'm Brian. I know everything there is to know about Bollywood. Wow, because I sure have only seen a few films, and this one fit into it. So we, uh, it's it's a there's a film called RRR, which actually does stand for something. It sure does. It stands for Rise, Roar, Revolt. In some another language and republic and republic. Roar. In, yeah. in some in other languages, they change what the R stand for slightly. Yes. But yeah, yeah, that's something the, like that's that. The, that's the main one. So this this film came out uh, over a year ago. It's on Netflix. Everyone really is hyped about it. It's uh, it's one of those films that you just want to watch. Once you start watching it, it's interesting. And we will talk about some of the issues around it because basically the director and the this movie is produced sort of based in a period of time. In Delhi, in India, 1920 era, pre break apart from Pakistan, pre partition, pre partition, pre pre British leaving it to their own devices. So there's a lot going on, but we knew we were gonna. We we decided, hey, we're gonna watch this. It's an IPA evening, so we had a bunch of different IPAs. We started all with the same one, a Hetty Alice, which is a newer brewery, newer beer. I'll talk about that later on. But we we had some IPAs from like Wayfinder, and which put Beachwood the India and, into India Pale Ale. Yes, because there's there's a story around that, which we'll talk in a minute. But we have a tale of two legendary revolutionaries and their journey far away from home. After their journey, they return home to start fighting back against the British colonists in the 1920s. So, Aaron, start oh. us off <clears> with <throat> a great dialogue here because I know you have lots to talk about. Uh, you're, you're my brother, and your friendship means more to me than life itself. I would rather die than let you die in prison. Is that why Dan hit you with that whip with spikes in it? It was. It sure was. That was, a, pre- that was a really weird part of the evening when Dan just broke out the <laughs> spike whip. <laughs> what is some whipping in this film? What an epic film, though. What uh, yeah. there's there's there, it's at three hours. And dear listener, let me tell you that three hours. Like, there was never a moment where I thought like. This is this movie is too effing long. Like no, it, yeah, like I, I was talking to Brian. Like I, every scene, I just thought this makes sense. This yep. fits. I don't mind that, uh, yeah, that this is it, happening. It was a very easy watch. Yeah, right. I, I've got to say, toward the, maybe the last twenty minutes to a half hour, I was starting to feel. God, are they going to dance long. again? A little, a little <laughs> antsy. Long. A little antsy. It's a long time to try and hold attention. I mean, from there, it. there are a lot of flashbacks. There are some musical dances, mm-hmm. musical song numbers, but that is a classic Bollywood yeah. trope, right. as it were, or right. part, part of the formula. But but this, it, it really caught my interest. It was yeah, a really yeah. the characters were very well developed and interesting, relatable, and. and there were some twists involved. Sure. And it, there's and there's English in it. It's not all in... So it was like, originally produced in a couple of different languages because they talk back and forth. Uh, there's... we You can choose if you watch it on Netflix or other streaming services. Sometimes you can find the files and you can watch it in its original Telugu. Yes. I think that's how you say it. Yeah. Telugu language. Telugu. I'm not going to try. And then there's... <laughs> and then there's... You, you can see it with the subtitles. And when we did the subtitles because we wanted to hear it in the original language. But I don't even think what we watched it in. I think we watched it in Hindi. 
That right. is what yeah, we, we watched it in Hindi, which it didn't match up with our lips moving, but that's okay. It's still like it, it made it feel realistic to us because yeah. we're like, all right, whatever. But this is this is a really like, despite being Indian and very much in the Bollywood tradition, it, it's it's a film that's like easy to relate to and easy. It's it's a bro friendship film, I yes. think, like kind of at its roots. And, the term and, is bromance, Aaron. Okay, a bromance film. It is. Uh, but, I mean, and there are other themes of, you know, freedom. Yeah, and, and, and it's and got the grander theme of We're, revolutionaries trying to throw off the chains of oppression. Right. Freedom. It's oh, all about it, freedom. We, which, as Americans, it's in our DNA. <laughs> yeah. We the, threw off the colonizers as well. Yeah. yeah we, we have that in common with India. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. True believers, listen to the episode of uh, this podcast where we talked about America, the motion picture. Yeah. Wow. That, that totally accurate America. historical uh, account. Yes. <laughs> Throwback there. Yeah. This is actually based on real guys, technically. Yeah, supposedly. Uh, it well, it says here in IMDb's trivia, Aluri Sita Ramaraju, I'm sorry if I'm butchering this, and Komar Beam. Kumar were freedom fighters of India who didn't meet in real life. This film is completely fictitious. I mean, completely. Who, who, who can train that many tigers and uh, an elk, right? Yeah, I know, right? Uh, but it was based on the idea of what if those two met. So, and as a fan of the Marvel Comics What If series, I love the idea of, yeah, it, what if this just happened? But but saying that the, that the two main protagonists um, for, for, for Beam and for Rom, like to be based on real characters, that, that brings up an important point that... So I liked this movie a lot. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I yeah. think it was a spectacle. It was an epic. It was fun. Excellent, was gr- excellent group movie. But, but there's a there's a criticism of it, and I think it's a valid criticism. It's, bear with me. It has to do with Hindu nationalism. Please educate me. So, I genuinely have no idea. Ram, who is our, our main protagonist, he was the super cop who was working yeah, yeah, yeah. for the British. And listener, I'm not going to give away too many spoilers. But we we had just watch the trailer and you get it. Watch the trailer and you get it. So, but we've got Super Cop Ram, who is Hindu, and then we got Beam, who is Muslim. And Beam is Muslim, and and he's he's going through. Uh, but at some point in the film, he says, "Oh, just kidding. I'm not really Muslim. I I was only pretending." And then he stops. And there's like not really good Muslim representation for Muslim characters in this. When in the end credits, we see all of these portraits of freedom fighters come up onto the screen. There's a couple notable omissions, one being Mahatma Gandhi. Yeah. Another being Nehru, who was oh, yeah. one of the first prime ministers of India after independence. And and like that's noticeably jarring if you know India well, which I don't. I took one class on Gandhi in college. I'm not an expert, but I know enough to know that this is a skewed representation of who fought for Indian independence. Like, it's not only Hindu people that made sacrifice. Right. And then, too, like, these two bros that were equals through most of the movie, they were pretty evenly matched. At the end, the Muslim one says, oh, the thing you can do for me is teach me your ways. Like... You I want to give up my ways and learn your ways. Yeah. yeah. Even, even my, my dumb ass heard that and thought, that... Feels right. off, right? <laughs> a so, little bit. It so, feels uh, like a, a a 30s movie set, uh, darkest part of Africa, and like, yeah, yeah, you know, like the white savior thing, but in a so, different context. A, a different context. But so it's the Hindu savior. It's the Hindu savior. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> I say this, and I don't want to dissuade a single listener who might be, you know, encouraged to watch this magnificent and entertaining movie. That I don't think that's a reason to not watch it. But I think you should be aware, like, you know, there might be some context going on 
you know, for like, you know, Hindu nationalism would be just as scary as any other religious nationalism, you know, like it's probably not a good thing. And, you know, Indian democracy being one of the largest or the largest democracy in the world, like it, it matters to the rest of the world of what's going on there. In my opinion. My opinion is one well, and, yeah. and one do, white guy it's, podcaster. It's we, we do read about the <laughs> that's Hindu, redundant. Yeah, we do read about the Hindu versus Muslim violence and and right. vice versa in India that does happen well, from time to time. Well, even like it, India and Pakistan too. You know, yeah. Pakistan being primarily Muslim with a, yeah. like a you know a small Hindu minority or other minorities, and and you know India having the, the a Muslim minority. But then you know too, there was also like I. I don't think the other criticism that I'd read before seeing this movie was, you know, kind of around being being like in touch with nature and being kind of this like, you know, a jungle yokel kind well, of a, a hayseed and redneck. Well, well, his first big scene was capturing a tiger instead in, of a, wolf. In a humanitarian in a humanitarian manner, and you know, speaking to him saying, "I I'm sorry, I need you." Right. Whereas. I don't have enough digits to name off all the movies with white people just killing animals and going, ah, oh, look at this great pelt I got. Well, our introduction to the British governor was that he went hunting and he killed like 24 deer. It was a yeah. lot of deer. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was, was but, upsetting. But there and, is, and, then, and then buying children, well, you know, a, well, I was and, say, and feeling that's okay. There's a thing, yeah. though, well, of, of connection and respect to nature and yes. like that yeah, versus yeah, yeah. like relying on technology. And like there's a, I don't know if there's other movies Maybe like King Woman kind of touched on this, like being connected to nature and having, you know, heart as a warrior and that being more important than technology. Well, there was there was a part where he was saying, you know, the guns that I need to give a hand, I need to give a gun to every hand that wants to fight, which is like, oh, glorifying violence. Great. I mean, yeah, if you're being oppressed, you got to fight back. But there's ways, as you've mentioned, that there are people who can go about it in a political and nonviolent way. Yeah, Gandhi was good at that. And they did not even remotely well, talk it, about this or show this in any way. It was all about the violence. It was well, all about striking back. But in the movie, Beam has a song while he's being tortured. And the, uh, Ram, Raj, I genuinely can't He's remember. Raju or Ram. Uh, Ram, sure. Ram. Yeah. Yeah. Ram kind of had this moment of clarity saying, oh, you can inspire a people with like a song. Why am I... I mean, he still went through with his goal, but like he's... Thinking, yeah. I, I could just. I need oh, guns. Wow. What an idiot I am trying to get all these guns yeah, when a yeah. song and emotion it, can just, like, stir the people to it, stand up. It, it was the part of every musical that I enjoy. And I don't love musicals, but it's the part I like where the bad, like, not the bad guy, but you know, an antagonist goes, Wow, I've, I've seen the error of my ways. Let's dig into this. I don't like musicals either, but this, the songs didn't bother me. Like, why? Because why the, is this okay when others the visuals tell the story yeah. at least half the The dancing and the movement and the colors on the screen, and you're, you're in acting with the music is integrated within the visuals yeah, uh-huh. yeah. really really well. where whereas in american musicals it's a lot of the dancing is kind of secondary to the the message and the message is usually really saccharine so here it's like the story comes first the narrative comes first and the yeah. music serves the the yeah, story whereas does. in like yeah. an american yeah. musical and and, it, and this is also a tenant of bollywood uh-huh. i mean this is kind of it's a foreign film yes and this is kind of the structure of this particular national cinema, right? It is. So we're, we're going to kind of accept that as part of its foreignness, perhaps. And, and that takes nothing away with, from how well it's been done. Oh, oh of this course is not. an amazing film. Like as, as mentioned already, I mean, I, 
I didn't feel like we we got halfway through, and I was like, oh, we're already halfway through. I was like, it yeah. didn't feel like we had spent an hour and a half watching something to take a pee break, and we're like, pause, and we're like, oh wow, we still have a long ways to go, and it's just like the good fight scene we saw in the trailer, and I was like, uh, yeah, wow, yeah. I mean, there's yeah. still a whole another movie to watch. It, it didn't feel like a three and a half hour movie. It felt like a hour and 50 minute movie yeah. it's a two hour well movie. so there's yeah. the three the way that this film is broken down there's like three prologues that occur pre that that set up the r's i really thought that was gonna keep being a thing and through the whole movie me too me yeah, too. Yeah, yeah and then once it's set up and then they have the story basically the the precursor to they give you the story to what all the characters are doing and all the backstory yeah. the backstories and and then you're like oh okay now what's gonna happen I, I just want to interject and say the fight scenes were so well done and thoroughly entertaining. Yeah, some of the, so much fun to watch. Yes, yeah. and, and uh, as we've heard before, I get bored and mm-hmm. confused by fight scenes. Mm-hmm. Like they, for me, they just go on forever. They're boring. It, yeah. yeah, and and this movie, I could have watched more fight scenes. Me, me too. Uh, they were all entertaining mm-hmm. and. Except for the one scene where there were a lot of extras running around doing nothing, <laughs> nothing. they just running around. It was like I think there was that like probably two minute part of the film where the characters are the main characters are fighting people. Yeah, they're, they're and then all these extras are running behind them, yeah. and I think they just like forgot to put the CG animals in that were chasing them around. Yeah. and then I'm suddenly they appear. I like that theory. Yeah. I'm I'm on board with it. Yeah. I was like, did you just forget or run out of money or something? But, it's but all overall, CG. the fighting scenes were right. great. Oh, phenomenal! And they were a lot of fun to watch. I'm not normally a, a movie watcher that likes fight scenes, yeah. but I, I like you know characters and what are their motivations and how do characters change. These fight scenes were good enough to like make even me entertained by them. Like that's yeah. that's how they, good they are. They they initially served a story person yes. purpose, a yeah. plot purpose, yeah. and then even though it no longer served the purpose, it was just fun to watch. Yeah. This was a really fun action. Film. Well, so, the way they shoot the fight scenes is unlike anything I've seen. And, and as the go-to Marvel movie expert. And most most of those fight scenes are well done, heavy on the CG, but well done. And those kind of tell you about the characters. This one, they're pause. They, they do the sl- the, the uh, Brian, yeah, the slow motion. Like the Brian, it's a certain move. kind of camera frame rate to make it so it's like the, so you can just go slow motion when you want to really highlight a particular yeah, they motion. Shoot it in yeah. like super high speed. So, so they kept per doing second. that, so where it's like. You know, punch, punch, throw, and then the throw is slowed down, and you see like right. the two guys make eye contact and think, "I don't want to do this. I don't either." And the fight picks back up. Like they, you, you can see uh, the un- emotional turmoil, like the 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 wavering that a character yeah, un- has. Unlike an yeah. American movie where right. the there, fight there, happens, there's a scene kind of yeah. within the context of the fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In American movies, you get a fight scene, then post fight scene. I don't want to fight you. I don't want to fight you either. And then in the uh, uh, House of Flying Daggers and those styles of movies, you get you know, a, like a song or a dance within the fight scene of the wire work. And you're like, and you think, Oh wow, something's going on here. And here you get the story as they're beating each other up while CG yeah. dri- and tigers and they're singing people. and they're singing and the animals yeah, are doing their yeah. thing. And, and the really interesting thing I thought about that whole, when they interrupt the general Scott or, or governor Scott or uh, whatever the hell his name was, so, so, governor Scott, governor so, Scott, yeah, when he yeah. came back and there's the, the scene you see in the trailer where they break, through and they release all the animals. Blake even mentioned, so you got to worry about like their plan didn't really think it, they didn't think it through so well because the animals started attacking them too. It's like, the, oh, wait a second. Tigers are gold for food, man. And then, but then we get to see our heroes be double badass and slide well, under them. Double heroic. Yeah. Yes. Double heroic. Yeah. What one caught they a gave tiger them a and threw them? to be heroic. 
So there's yeah. a lot of, and, and you mentioned wire work. Lots, I of, think lots of opportunities. The, the simple fact that they do have in many of the scenes and a lot of the fights later on in the movie, a lot of superhuman abilities that you're like, yeah, okay, that's not real. I mean, you have to suspend some belief in the fact that the gods have now, you know, given them definition. This, yeah. this is a very or, like Bollywood trope, though, too, of yeah. like their physics, the, the laws matter. of physics will, will be bent a little bit. There can yeah. be human skill to such a degree that, you know, yeah, you, you can have one guy with a bow and arrow. Dude, speeding, at, I saw speeding at you at 20 miles an hour in a, in a motorcycle and you can just stop it. Stop it with your hand. I, I, I saw a clip online. I don't know the movie, but a guy tied a tree down, lined up five guys on the tree, cut the rope, threw five guys through the air with him on it and got through a whole army p- platoon. It looked incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I was on board. <laughs> but it's, even, even outside of the action sequences, though, there's sometimes where the camera work was so inventive yeah. and creative it stood out. Like, there, there was a mob scene early yeah, in the movie. Yeah, with the, uh, the panning. Where and every time you got punched, you yep. panned a certain it, way. You're like, it, I don't want to look away. And, and it was like, how do you represent the, the crush of a crowd in yeah. in a frame of and like and this film had like a creative and and compelling answer to that. There was also like how do you represent on on screen you're chasing somebody through a city and then you lose them and you don't know where they are and it's like the scene just panned out panned out panned out panned out panned out and then you suddenly you see it like a bridge and the whole city and a river and, and these you know po- po- probably CGI but still like yeah. throngs of people. But you just uh, yeah, you just so someone had to imagine yeah exactly how, how are we going to CGI the and visually it's represent a, it's a sea of human the, bodies. The CGI really never bothered me, and it sometimes does. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the tiger CGI was a little rough. Was what? Rough. One tiger was it, green. One tiger <laughs> no, was green. No, it was a deer. It was a deer. It was, that it was deer. A green deer. Deer was like. <laughs> did it have moss growing on it completely? Like head that to toe? made me yeah. so it was happy. The force of nature. <laughs> I'm telling you, those colors have importance so, and meaning. But anyway, Cle- clearly you could spot the CGI in this, right? But the story was strong enough that you didn't really care I didn't most of the time. I can, yeah, yeah, yeah. I compel, you, I compel yeah. you to watch the film. Yeah, no. Uh, we also talked a bit about the religious iconography because there's a lot of Catholicism popping in this. Oh, the, the, there's a whole scene that's basically the Hindu scene from Cool Hand Luke, but like real heavy. Well, there's there's uh, Hindu and Catholic. So uh, they, they go to a temple, and uh, I don't want to give away too many spoilers. One of our main protagonists sees uh, a little shrine to King Rama who when in the Indian or in the in the Hindu pantheon he was a king who was so good at archery he could compete with the gods and so he uh, takes this bow and these arrows from the, the never ending quiver of arrows the never ending quiver of arrows well we saw that shrine earlier were the bow and arrows real then they were solid they were, they were part they of were the stone? statue they were real enough for him to use so. no i'm, I'm yeah. saying when we saw the, the god the god <laughs> sought the favor time. the god sought favor and said hey you need these and i can help you because See, you're a follower as a fan of greek mythology i love that stuff that's but, so good but there i mean aside from you know king rama there was also um you know things that read i think to all four of us as being very like christ like with thorns and a cross. Yeah, so... Uh, Arms at the sides. Arms at the sides. Yeah, so uh, when one of the main protagonists was taken to be tortured, he was flogged. Right. There was a big overhead shot of the the gallows that looked like a cross. Right. He was strung up in the Christ pose, which a lot of people have seen in a lot yeah. of movies. When right. the barbed wire came up, every, everyone in the room oh, pointed out, oh, it looks crown. like the thorn crown. Yeah, the thorns. And, I mean, to, to 
draw this distinction even clearer. This was the place of torture of the British, yeah. the Christians in the movie. The, 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 yeah, the ruling minority. Those bean the toast ruling eaters. My, the, the colonists. The so colonizers. In, in speaking of, we, we mentioned in one of the protagonists befriends the daughter, I believe, of Governor Scott. Yeah. And niece, I think. Niece. She was a niece. She invites him in. She invites the tiger who is there like to rescue. Like a vampire. Yeah, <laughs> and and we're we're sitting here going. So you this have this fucking guy. You, you have this this person from he calls himself a tribesman. So he's out in the woods. A Gondori, yeah, Gondi and, tribesman. And now he's in opulence. He's in this. I don't. Know, I think maybe it was Brian or maybe it was Aaron who said, "Hey, that chair he just sat down in probably costs more than what all of the people in this film just probably made." You said that. Year. No, I said that. No, you he did? said it. Okay. I said cool. He said, "Yeah, like well, more than a month." I was like, "No, that probably costs more than they made in their entire lifetime." Right. Cuz they're sitting in this like such privilege. Privilege. Such lavish, like, exquisite, wow. yeah. opulent, which yeah. means nothing to them. Which is interesting cuz he was not like googly-eyed about it. He's just like, "All right, I'm well, in the room." He was googly-eyed about her. Well, yeah, like he was—he was into her. Oh, the oh, you mean the character named? Don't call me madam. My name is Jenny. Yes. Don't call me madam. My name is Jenny. <laughs> yes, I which love is that. which is you know I I appreciate the fact so that good. they represented the white British. Not all of them are evil, right? Right. Who want yeah. you to be respected and not treated like an animal because you're not. She not was, everybody was bad. She but, was good-hearted. But yes. I but I also like that there was like a language and translation joke in this film when like so many American yeah. films everybody speaks English and even if you're Russian you speak English in a Russian accent. Like yes. You know, so here it's like yeah there was that don't call me madam call me Jenny and one of our protagonists thought that was her n- whole name. So you see him trying to memorize the, the entire whole thing. Break. And he says like in the movie that's a long name. <laughs> right. Oh boy what yeah. am I going to do? <laughs> Which is, I think is funny. It, like it adds, it you know, cute. a little immersion, but it had, and a little humor too, because there are, you know, some measure of characters speaking different languages, and like they kind of maybe they understand some things that maybe they wouldn't in reality. But there are other things too of like, oh, sorry, I don't know what you mean. Oh, sorry, I don't understand you. Oh, sorry, and like to it's have a, like language be a real plot device. Oh, it's right, a thing and in, a barrier between people connecting. Yes. Yeah, it's it's in movies it's tricky because there's so only so much time you can put into the film that's going to stay in the final film and it's tough to get that past just every scene every stage of the process and go, "Well, do we have to have the scene where they don't understand each other where we could cut to it, it, when, you're, when you're pushing three hours, it doesn't matter at that point. You true, can show true, whatever true. you but want. I'm thinking about like <laughs> movies I'm used to where the deciding factor is, well, we need to see Tom Cruise's face well, for like 10 more seconds. But no, it, Can we cut this out? It means something, though, that you know Jenny overcame these barriers yeah. to kind of learn the language, Absolutely understand agree. the culture. And, and somehow she shows up in the end and gives them the blueprints to the prison. I'm, I'm sitting she here. Was, that is the biggest... Dan, that was not the end. That was like plot the hole. middle. It was towards the middle, but still... Well, <laughs> after the middle part, but yeah, still one of the biggest... <laughs> Plot holes. It, I'm like, how the hell did she a get that and b why is how do they what, what? Uh, and he understands what she's yeah. saying because you know she's the governor's niece. She's got I'm access gonna, to blueprints. She's got I'm access like, to a case of beer right. if why she that, wants beer. Why was that deer green? No, <laughs> there's okay. So if you can just suspend the belief and get over these issues with the plot <laughs> and the story and some of the visuals, it is still a really amazing film. It is even with some of the issues that we've talked about. I would say it kept all of our attention. Yeah. Yes. Appropriate to what age group? 
There's no nudity, uh, no it's language. It's kind of gory. It's, there, but it, there's, there's, there's a huge body count. Lots of people getting shot, including children and, and women. And, and, and there's some, yeah. some brutal violence. Yeah. yeah, there's some really brutal violence. So I would say this is probably not young preteen. This is like, you got to be... This is PG-13. PG-13 at least. Almost our... Mid like, or older teen, I think. Dan, I mean, would you yeah. say... RRR. RRR. <laughs> yes, I would. Rated RRR. But no, uh, like an emotionally intelligent teenager. Like, I was upset by the, the a scene where a, a mother gets hit in the head. And I was like, I don't want to watch this movie. Yeah, that's violence. Well, it's violence. It's violence. And the, the flogging with the barb. I could. I, I looked away for some uh, of that. Was, like, that was brutal. Yeah, like, it, 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 it is emotionally difficult, and actually, with the the Great Mutiny for you know India, that was one of the first times that the aftermath was actually captured by photograph. Yeah, and yeah. published in newspapers. It was a Oof. big effing deal when people in London actually saw some of the carnage and callousness and oppression yeah. that was being done in their name. Uh, and and that planted some of the seeds, I think, for for Indian independence. Uh, you know, photography and truth, like. Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, there's also took them another fifty years to to talk about it with you know South Africa too. But that's a different story. Well, that's they wanted film. They, they wanted to make sure India stuck around for you know the party in World War Two. Yeah, like, and then there's <laughs> Hong Kong too. But you know, we won't go there. But you know, aside from uh, you know truth in photographs, there's also truth in beer. There is. So right. you're telling me a tiger brew this beer? So we we transition <laughs> away beer. from talking. That's a real is, beer in Southeast this, Asia. This is the part. You like tiger bomb? That's a different thing. It's not a beer. Yeah, it's not a beer. There's tiger beer. There is tiger beer. So Dan, tell me the history behind an India Pale Ale. Okay, does it have any connection to India? Teach us, Papa Beerman. Yes. So it does. All right. So when. The British Empire discovered India, decided they were going to start <laughs> going long distances in boats across vast, vast quantities of water. They figured out, hey, it's really hard to keep water we're going to drink fresh. Right. Water, so we water ain't to, real. We, we need to figure out a way to have something to drink that's not going to destroy us. So really, really low alcohol beer was one of the things they utilized. Right. and. The hops, they so they they colonized or quote unquote discovered after the Dutch and other people had already been there right, right. parts of India. What well, they like to say that they got it through a fit of absent mindedness, Correct. which is not totally true. It was the British India Company yeah. that really yeah profits. So so shipping and stuff and so on. So you have water on a ship and and they're like, hey, pale ales were known. That was a known thing. So porters, pale ales, and stouts existed in England for a really long time, mm-hmm. and including in Germany, they had you know pilsner and Hellas and Hefeweizens and different kinds of beers as well. So they're like, hey, we're going to go across this vast expanse of water. We need something that's going to be shelf-stable. Regular water, a little bacteria, and it goes bad. Right. Beer, a little bacteria, it tastes a little funny. Funky. It's not necessarily going to go bad because there's alcohol that's preventing things from going really, really wrong in the water. But it could become so, very unpleasant so the Kills bacteria, or, or keeps it in check at least. It, it'll keep mm-hmm. it more in check than not. More than just plain water in a barrel. When they started colonizing India, they're like, "Oh, hey, they have these things. They have different hop strains there. We, they have different ingredients we can use to do bittering, and so thus we're going to brew a pale ale, but we have to use local ingredients because we're not going to ship it all the way from England. We're going to use what we got there. Thus, the birth of India Pale Ale, as the name goes. Now. This is so that is the kind of like consensus on where the name came from, but who knows if that's actually the real story? I have no way of knowing, uh, no one no. really does. <clears throat> I think Hops has a preservation agent that makes sense because this is how also how port was invented. They were shipping wine from Portugal to England, they realized if they cut it with sherry, 
it would ship better. And then they realized, actually, if it was shipping better, the higher alcohol content, people yeah. would pay more money for yes, it. It was more would. profitable. So yeah. sherry is wine that has been, been fortified, been distilled and fortified a little bit, but it's also been oxidized a little bit. So that makes it more shelf stable because it's already got that organism in it, and it's not going to get any more or any worse. It's there. There's a, a so, kind of biological buffer to correct. prevent something else from as, going as, in. As I understand it, I, mm-hmm. there was a conversation that I sort of overheard about that a little bit, but I, you know, who knows? I, I'm not an expert in that, but I do know that for this episode, the intent was to have four or five different IPAs available to drink. And so we, I, I said, hey, we're going to start with one that I really, really like, and then from there, everyone's on their own. Um, <laughs> you're just, you're just going to just like some, the Raj. You're just going to pick <laughs> Dan, some. Dan said gonna, it really aggressive, and I got, I got really scared and cried. <laughs> you're going to choose your own adventure with this three-hour film. And yes, I kept my finger on the page in case they yeti at me. I, yeah. I was biting my tongue to not sing Sherry after you mentioned the word Sherry because my brain's broken. So our, Sherry, baby. Our first beer was Hetty Alice. Uh, Hetty Alice's IPA. Correct. Uh, it's a West Coast IPA featuring Citra, Mosaic, and Nelson Selvin. Wait. Selvin. Selvin? So Nelson Selvin is is from... France? No, it is not. It is actually oh. from Australia. <gasps> Pronounced Selvin. So a- another <laughs> British colony. Indeed. Crikey. So, so Hedy Ellis was... Something, something, something bluey. I've been watching so the, bluey. The, so <laughs> Galvin, the- Galvin Lord is the brewmaster of Hedy Ellis. So there's there's some interesting trivia here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... Is it on the can? Because I showed Aaron the little, not, little thing that I I'm going to give really you. I'm going to give you some lay it teachers. On, I'm going to lay, lay it on. I'm going to lay it on you. Okay, tell, tell so, us the scoop, Dan. Tell us the scoop. If you go to the Hetty Alice website, he has his story and his bio, which is what I'm going to draw this information from. So this guy has been around the brewing industry for a while. His name is Gavin Lord. He started with Mr. Freem of Freem Brewing, as well as the gentleman who started Ferment Brewing. When they all got into the brewing industry. They started work at Full Sail Brewing in Hood River. Oh, Full Sail. All right. They were all brewers there, assistant brewers there. Mm-hmm. They all left, started Freem. This guy here, Mr. Lord, was the head brewer at Freem for a number of years. And as you know, for those that are in the Portland metro area in the Northwest, Freem is a well-known label. They do a lot of lagering. They do a lot of heavy beers that they do souring, barrel aging, and interesting stuff. You mean Freem like. or the famous Freem Pilsner? Yes, Freem Pilsner, which and Freem IPA is is those are two kind of really well known and really good beers you can get a lot of places. So they were there for a while. Both the guys from Ferment that started Ferment and now Hetty Alice, they left after a period of time because they're like, "Hey, we built you up." You have a full production. You're doing your thing. I want to go Fly do my thing. Fly on your own Fly wings. Fly on your own <laughs> wings, yes. Float on your so, own beer bubbles. So this guy was going to start pre-pandemic, but pandemic hit, and he delayed as far as from what I remember reading. So 2022 is when he started putting his beer out. He just literally just like starts canning and putting stuff out. And it's like, he doesn't have a tap room. Mm. I don't even know if he has his own production space. He may be borrowing. He may be one of those nomad brewers. Okay. But I'm going to tell you this Hetty Alice IPA. Is this H-E-T-T-Y. Hetty. Hetty Alice. And it's named after his grandmother. Hetty Alice. Hetty Alice is the name of the brewery. They do four or five different beers, I believe, that they can and distribute. It's a really amazing beer. This is one of, and if I'm, people ask me, what's your favorite beer right now? This one. 
I like this a lot. This was really nice. Um, From an IPA standpoint, light, gentle, right. not super heavy bitter on the on the hot profile. The, mm-hmm. It's more of a floral and a, a back citrus. There's enough kind of bready malt chew and almost a oat kind of like hold it together bodiness that stands up to what little bit of and a little bit of sweetness to kind of hold it together. It's really well done beer. I think this, the lighter, delicate touch is appropriate for when you're making friends to challenge the British Raj. Correct. Like, you know, it's a lighter time in your life. The real violence hasn't started yet. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the leader beers. I mean, if I get enough beers, I mean, I do get violent, yeah. <laughs> Brian, we really should start talking about beer before Dan and, and Aaron, because they're much more verbose and, and eloquent about it. No, no, I've, I've got a whole sh- a spiel about this Oh, beer. so I'm the dog. Right, cool. We're ready okay, for right. it. Yeah, 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 yeah bring yeah, it on. Yeah. So the, we go home. The can art on this are, are a lot of pine trees and, and northwest kind of imagery. And I was expecting something kind of like pine, pine, pine tar, pine, tar, pine, tar, pine tar, resinous, resinous like and it's and, not, and, and kind of not what I would like. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a big IPA fan, as I've yeah. said ad nauseum. I was really pleasantly surprised by this beer, and I would also say I think I I took my tall boy the longest. Yeah, you drank a lot, and a lot slower than we really did. Really slow, and enjoyed it. And it actually, I enjoyed it more as it warmed up a little yeah. bit. Mm. And, that's and, important. And, and, the, and the warmer beer kind of fit with the Indian vibe of this film. Yeah. It was kind of a, you know, India's a more mad, it, mad I, I'd agree with that. There was more no hot country. Yeah, there's no, so, no snowy scenes. The, the flavor was, I think it was with Brian. I tried this before today's viewing, so I knew it was good, but I, I obviously don't remember any beer unless it's like a lager. So. <laughs> Wait, we crack it open and think, all right, well, let's go ahead and have a, ooh, okay. Interesting. Good, interesting, yeah, it, it solid. It didn't distract from the movie at all. It, it, I think it complemented it really well. And I'd agree with Brian, especially when it warmed up. It, it was really, it tasted just better as time went on. The movie got better as it went on. The beer tasted great, better as it went on. Let's get to the next one. I'm all not. So, so here's the thing is we, we all picked different next ones. I mean, some of us went to the, Birthday cold IPA. No, we all, the the, we all went to the birthday. We all went to this. Oh, we all did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk uh, about sorry, that. Sorry, I should cut so, you off faster. No, 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 no. It's all good. <laughs> so we had, like I said, we we had four IPAs to pick from. I mean, there were some other beers. Like I was like, just pick anything you want at that point. But the birthday cold IPA from Wayfinder, which is also a collaboration uh, with with I didn't realize I didn't realize it was Wayfinder Firestone Walker, which oh, is yeah. out of California. Firestone Walk with me. Yes. The birthday beer, and I'm going to read what they have. So during our venture into the desert of the Paso Robles for the Firestone Walker Invitational Beer Fest, the brewing minds at Firestone and Wayfinder conjured a plan to make use of a lot of different hopping techniques. 7% ABV cold IPA. That's double dry hopped, dry hopped, cold hopped, and hot hopped. A variable hop smorgasbord. Gross. So... Well, on the can, it's a whole lot more simple, Dan. It just says instructions one open to drink. <laughs> so and I still and that's screwed what it we up. Did. Got beer all over my head. It's it's soft and fruity. Melon papaya is what you're going to get on the nose and on the kind of front palate. It's it's there's definitely you can you know it's a seven percent beer. It's got a little forward yeah. bit of bite. Uh, the mild bitterness, kind of oil pithiness in the mid back. I mean, it's going to coat the tongue a little bit, be a little fuzzy. I know that first beer we had. I, I was getting that fuzzy tongue coat, and this one even more so. So for me, bitterness and hops stick around from that, but that's just my palate and how I 
appreciate what's going on. Dan, can I ask? So this uh, Wayfinder describes birthday as a cold IPA. Does cold IPA have like a a designation? Like, does it does it have like a legal meaning? So what 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 it implies, and there is really no way of knowing because unless you're there when they do it and you can get the explanation, there's many different ways that this can be done. Typically, what you do is you have an IPA recipe. So you have your hops and your malts and you make your beer. And then, so there's two kinds of beer in the world. There's lagers and ales. Mm -hmm. One is cold fermented. One is warm fermented. There are some that are, go both ways. You can start hot and go cold and let it sit cold and then come back up to temp. Dynamic beer. There's dynamic or buy beer. It goes both ways. Uh, (laughs) There's a hilarious conversation we had about that yesterday. So I'm digressing a little bit. And then there's some that start cold and you can raise it. So you pitch the yeast, you add the yeast because the yeast lives at a certain temperature much mm-hmm. more and it takes longer because cold things move slower. Move slower. It, it takes longer you, to You to generally make. get more like in, like with beer brewing or bread making or whatever. If it's cooler, that yeast taking longer, you yeah. get kind of more complicated flavor Correct. at the end of it. Though, and that's right? why you don't actually have to use as many hops and complex things when you're making a lager because you want it to be lighter because it's going to take longer for those things to express themselves. Okay. Versus an ale. It's hot. It's bam done. It's it's doing its thing. Just banging out. So else. correct. So <laughs> with this, because they say it's you know dip hopped, dry hopped, cold hopped, and hot hopped. So the hot hopping is going to be in the boil. The dry hopping is going to be on the secondary or, or tertiary. Like after it's fermented out, they're going to add more dry pellet hops or or leaf hop to it. Vegetal matter, and that's going to give you more aromatics. Mm-hmm. So that's where you get a lot of the nose from the. Cold hopped means while it's still lagering and it's cold and it hasn't been raised up to temp yet to like do your final whatever they're going to do with it, they added hops then. So that actually doesn't make any sense because you're not going to get it, the 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 liquid has to be at a temperature that breaks down the the chemical composition of the hop. The, the essential matter. oil or the whatever. The oils need to be able to yeah. break away and then get into it. Right. And if that doesn't happen, if that temperature is not there, it's not going to happen. Then so, it's just, you've, you've added this additive that's not really going to change the flavor profile. So when they say that, I'm kind of, I'm hesitant to say, okay, what? so dip hopped, I don't know what that is. When do you add hopped, the British you... bullet? <laughs> that's when it gets canned. Yes. Yeah, ah, so gotcha, gotcha. hot, cold, hot, hot hopped, cold hopped, dip hopped. Like it, it, to me, from that description, this this should taste a whole lot more hop forward than I actually experienced it. Yeah, it's it's like, a pretty it, average IPA from that standpoint. I, yeah. I think because it's probably also been in the can for a while. So this is a seasonal beer. This isn't a year round beer. Uh, it was probably made about six or eight months ago, and it's been sitting in someone's refrigerator for a while. You was served it, us. So, <coughs> was it for you your birthday? <laughs> you <laughs> served us old beer. Old beer, which is it still tastes good. It tastes uh, like CGI Tiger, Dan. No, but the, the the hops are meant as a preservative, Blake. So it's meant to. You're like, a preservative. Stay, oh, there we go. There stay we go. good for That's a long funny. time. Yeah, I didn't like this one as much. I, I don't yeah. know. I it's, I, it's a fine IPA. It's fine. Yeah. It's a, it was okay. It, it certainly didn't match the movie as much, in my opinion. Yeah, it uh, had a little bit more bitterness I, I to agree. it. it yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's an IPA. Th- yeah. This would have matched a... Like like one of the Blade movies, I think this would have gone well with. Like the Wesley yes. Snipes Blade movies. This would have been Absolutely. good. Absolutely. The first no. two. I don't count them. I, at least myself and a few other people, we moved on to a third Blake, beer. Blake's the other people. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm the only trooper. <laughs> this is actually a beer we've we've talked about before. So this was something that I had extras of in the fridge, and it's like, hey, let's grab some. Beachwood Brewing Melrose IPA. 
this is going to be 70 IBU, like really hop forward, big beer, 7.1%. Uh, West Coast IPA, it's got sticky hop resin, so it's going to be that very, it's very chocked hop full color. of. It says on the yes. can, chocked full of sticky hop resins. Yep. So it's American two-row malt, a touch Ooh, of cas- honey malt. Cascadian honey malt to accentuate the tropical and citrusy flavors of the Simcoe and Amarillo hops. So Simcoe and Amarillo, very traditional Northwest yeah, yeah, hops. Yeah. You're going to get a lot of that very pine and very tropical and very citrus from those. <clears throat> they probably also probably threw a little bit of citra hop in there to kind of push that kind of citrus flavor. I mean, but I love citrus. That's probably why I liked it so much. It's it's a very aromatic beer. So this is going to be one of those, again, it's been sitting in a can for a while, but it still tastes really good. And I, I have no problem with it being a little bit more bitter forward because it's an IPA and it's a big beer. It's a 7% plus. It's meant to be, uh, I this is not a bitter beer face, but close. Maybe it's because it was the third one. Maybe it was because it was at the point of the movie where you all kept cheering for every big thing that happened. That was <laughs> so great. Just in unison, all the guys like, yeah. Oh, damn, but dude. Just every, just the whole time, I just kept thinking, this beer's amazing. This movie's amazing. I love my friends. This is a great time. But yeah. again, we have, these were three IPAs. I might just be feeling the IPA. <laughs> yeah, these were all, okay. And I, I did, I, I took a, a beer break. Buzz. Movie I, and a beer buzz. Yeah, I uh, Also a, a burrito. I'm also drunk on burrito. Yeah, I, we we had water. A lot of us were drinking yeah. water while we we're doing this. Yay I for in water. between two of these cans, I had some water, a big old glass of water, because I'm like, oh my god, this is gonna hurt tomorrow. If you're gonna if you're gonna watch a movie this long, pace yourself. Right. Find something that you can that's not as big alcohol as these are. But if you do choose to do that, drink some water. I mean, come on, yeah. hydro homie. And, bring and us, hi- hydration, help us out. senior hydration specialist, please and thank yes. you. And see this film with friends. Yes. yes. It, it's a, I've got to say, it's definitely more fun with friends. It, as a bromance movie, it makes sense that you get a crew, get a crew and watch it with a crew. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I think because we were yelling out some of the amazing <laughs> visual effects of the characters. He threw that tiger. <laughs> he, threw, he threw a motorcycle. He, threw a he was using, using a motorcycle as a mace. Yeah, ah, he so was good. smashing people with a motorcycle. He was like, okay, at some He's point He's shooting in time, a grenade with an arrow. <laughs> that was so good. Multiple times. Multiple like he had, times. He has like, oh, there's a belt of grenades. Let me put them on my arrow. And a guy wolverine the guy. He, he shot four different guys with the same arrow. Ah, yes. I love he it. Shot him as he was flying in the air. Right after he had already been knocked off the motorcycle in the air, shot him, Hit pulled him. the arrow out, and then, and and then, then turned yep. around and stabbed two other dudes with the same arrow. I was yeah. like, "What?" And then the chicken fight with the rifles, guys. Yeah. Like that was, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like there's a lot to this movie. What a dear. great movie! You're gonna <laughs> yell at the screen, and hopefully you're with somebody who doesn't mind that you do that because you will be yelling at the screen. And as someone who is fine watching movies on a laptop, try to watch this on a TV screen at the yeah. very least. Yeah. The you visuals gotta, are you gotta in, see it on a big screen. In some places, great. Yeah. yeah. Watch Avatar two on a phone. Watch this on a big screen. <laughs> I, I read a re- like I heard a review of Avatar. It was like uh, it described the movie as being water bordered by like uh, cobalt colored paint, which is funny because the whole thing's <laughs> about water, <laughs> right? <laughs> blue water at that because yeah. all of them yeah. are blue. But uh, for RRR, I would say yeah. def- highly recommended. But you know, m- mind your Hindu nationalism. Don't be a religious bigot, even if you are Hindu. Um, but yeah. like great movie, a lot of fun, a lot to love. Yes, here. thank you for suggesting it, Aaron. And and for those that have at least some knowledge of it, just go ahead and I mean, go into it with an open mind. It's entertainment. It's really well done. Even the singing and the dancing, I was kind of jamming a little bit in my seat. And I was like, oh, 
going to do some, yeah. you want to get up and dance with them because they're yeah. jamming along. They have a dance off. They literally have a dance yeah, off. Yeah, there, there so is amazing. a, a dance off, which is great. Which is really fun to watch. Take it from someone who hates musicals. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was good. It does a thing my friend Jason likes where the music is in the scene versus just it happens magically out in the world. Like, there's a reason everyone's dancing. Because there's music being played. Because a guy guy kicked off a dance off. He's like, well, can you do the, what were the moves? Can you do the flamenco? Can you do the swing? Can you do the swing? And then he just rock his face off. But it, it, like, and then action will sometimes happen in in time with the music. Yeah, and it's like it's 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 well constructed that way. It's like the mu- the music isn't just incidental; it's part of the scene. It's, it's like when we watch Baby Driver for the podcast. Uh, back when Randall had more time, because <laughs> they they do that too. A lot of the songs. That's a whole other thing. It's, we have a yeah. whole podcast about it. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, there's there's a lot of integration, um, very Bollywood appropriate activities going on with that unlike some bollywood films this one uses the music appropriately and uses the dancing and the singing and, the, and the, it tells it helps tell the story yeah. it's yeah. not yeah. The whole i movie. would say it's accessible for an american audience yeah for sure it's i it's, mean a full-on bollywood film sometimes can be hard for an american it's viewer. like non-stop the whole film this is like maybe five or six big scenes yeah. of the singing and dancing and even there's some singing and music that isn't with dancing which I thought was kind of interesting because there's like yeah. the the bro scene where they're bonding and they're singing songs and and dudes like I'm gonna squat with you on my shoulders and it's like oh that's cute. I wonder what the box office receipts have been like and like how well did it do in the UK? Oh, uh, probably not well because well, the the, the, the governor wide it's it's been phenomenal. Right? Uh, yeah, uh, 157 million. Oh. Yeah, no, yeah. it's it's done really well. And I just nice. realized nobody drank anything except water, I guess. Yeah. In the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like in the film, nobody drank a liquid. Yeah, there was no there, there was uh, a little uh, bit uh, of eating. But Bahim was a uh, uh, or Beam, I, I'm so sorry about the name. Was drinking water and the arrow went through for, you know, purposes. For visuals. Yeah. There wasn't even there was some food eating, and that was it. Yeah. Crazy. They 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 didn't have any f- because we, we bodily movements, it was we, just scenes had, of them talking <laughs> yeah, and acting. Yeah, yeah, no, no poop scenes. Thank goodness, I guess. Well, you gotta <laughs> not eat with your uh, left hand. Well, yeah. one 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 person did smoke a cigar in this movie. I yeah. think it was the uh, an advisor oh, to the yeah. governor. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like, yeah, uh, and there was eating. Because sometimes we try to match a movie to what's being drunk in the movie. Correct. Right. But so, couldn't do it here. So, so if you if you're not familiar with the culture and how things work. In the rest of the world, there's no toilets in bathrooms normally. They don't have toilet paper. Or, but they, they don't have, yes. When they make the joke, don't eat with your left hand, that's implying you wipe with your left hand. Yeah, even, so my, even my uncultured ass understood that the, one. Don't, the, yeah. Yeah, just, just know that there's a, that kind of humor is there and it does not necessarily good for young people because they're not going to get it anyway but yeah no, explain it to them make them teach them a new uh, thing about yeah. the world well no our, 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 give them it, a reason it, to learn it's across yeah. cultures that a yeah. handshake is with the right hand yes. like your left and hand never, is dirty and never place your left hand on in or with somebody that you do not personally know because that is the biggest offense Un- unless you're korean and, and you're uh, shaking the hand of somebody senior to you then you hold your arm with your left hand and use uh, your arm to sh- your right hand to, to shake good yeah. to know good to know i'm gonna touch brian's face with my left hand uh, don't do that <laughs> yeah, don't we're do that. friends oh <laughs> <laughs> <Aww. laughs> 
<laughs> he finally admitted it. Whoa. Oh, there you go. A uh, bromance for the bromance episode. Huh? Yeah, there uh, we go. Brian, get my shoulders. We'll beat up Dan and Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> You'll wave around and shoot guns. Hold while on, you're I've be- got a tiger in my cabinet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, so, I recommend uh, this movie to everybody, unless if you have yeah. a maybe potentially British boyfriend or girlfriend. That might be a little awkward. But, I, uh, I agree uh, with Aaron. I awkward. second Aaron's recommendation. Yep. Awkward. I think we got eight thumbs up on this one. Uh, find some interesting IPAs. You, you know, we, we do have other things to enjoy. There's non-alcoholic beer and ciders and things which you could definitely pull out. And Wait, maybe are, are you even telling try. the listeners what's in your fridge right There's now? I've got a bunch of stuff in the fridge. Just go go to your fridge and find something that you're going to enjoy and be able to drink for three hours because this is a long film. Are we supposed to do this for all our fridges? I guess you could eat some chili, yeah. some eggs, uh, cheddar cheese. Maybe some water because I, I got some sliced ham. Yeah. There you go. Listener, a little nosh. Are, are you running low on butter or milk? <laughs> <laughs> I'm running low on eggs, and they cost a million dollars, so it's not going to happen. Sorry. Anyway, all of the opinions expressed during the taping of this recording are the host. And as the senior hydration specialist will tell us... Uh, Dan, put in like a nine-minute Bollywood song about uh, why you should drink water or you're going to die. Water, water. Nacho, nacho, nacho. Yeah, there's a lot of the lawless. That's not racist at all. It's lawless. Yeah, I was like, where's... Yeah. There is a song in there that the main word is nacho. It does. It sounds very much like the American word nacho for nachos. But yeah, let's get nachos, boys. But yeah, drink water, everyone, please. And thank you. And thanks for listening and hanging out. You're we welcome. appreciate you. Oh, th- this is Aaron. Now that Dan is looking at me, this is Aaron. Thank you for listening. Blake is signing off. This is Brian. Thank you so much for listening. Yes, and we'll chat at you at the next episode. Have a good one, everyone. Who let the CG tiger in here? <laughs>